This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Anywho, I'm Soraya. And I'm Jermaine. Diamond, introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, and I'm Diamond. <laughs> All right, so welcome to another episode of our amazing show. We're going to get started with our question of the day, and Jermaine's going to go first. If you had to wear a t-shirt with one word on it for one year, which word would you choose? Oh, one, okay. One word. One word. <laughs> I was about to start singing One Wish by Ray J. Oh, please. God, no. <laughs> um, okay. So my one word would be clearly. Clearly. Because I feel like it's applicable. Yeah, it's applicable in any situation. Clearly, you weren't listening, or clearly, you didn't see that, or clearly, I'm ignoring you, you know? Mm, That's fair. It could be an answer to a question. Jermaine, did you see my call? Clearly. (laughs) That's rude. (laughs) That's been my mood these last couple of days. Oh, that's been my mood my whole life. So, I feel you. Diamond, what's your word on your t-shirt, girl? The word on my t-shirt would be buff. Like I'm buffed up because with this COVID situation, working from home uh, full time, running this business full time, I feel like the rookie of the year and I, I should be buffed up. I deserve the best point. Period. Period. <laughs> Shariah? Um, I was about to just skate right on past. I know you was. Which is why, whatever. The cl- it's your turn to step in front of the class now. No, thank you. <laughs> My word would be nope. Nope, <laughs> I'm not coming over. Nope, I'm not doing that. Nope, I don't want to be a friend. Oh, you love that last one, I'm sure. Oh, period. I don't want to be nobody's friend, and that's okay. I, I'm entitled to feel that way if I don't want to be somebody's friend. I can just mind my business <laughs> and make it mine there. Clearly. Very simple concept. Clearly. Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. Anywho, <sighs> as you've heard, our guest for today is Miss Diamond. So, Diamond, if you would take a few seconds, by a few, we mean about 30. Introduce yourself to the people. Nobody's going to count these seconds because Jermaine and I just don't feel like counting them. So, just take some time, introduce yourself. Don't get too far in because we're going to get all up in your business later in the episode. Okay. Um, my name is Diamond. I'm the owner of the Diamond Boutique. We are an online boutique that tries to bring uh, quality um 
for an affordable price. Um, additionally, I do run a blog called The Coin Conservation Movement. It's all about ways to save and slay and just get everything a little bit of bang for your buck. Yes, money. I'm here for it. Period. We here for you, girl. Because we all need some, some coins. All right. So now it's time for <laughs> an amazing segment. Hold on, my sound mm. didn't work. It's time <laughs> for the business plan stands where you get to get advice from us for free. And it's usually pretty good advice. So I would take it. And let's see. Germany. Did you get any mm -hmm. business plan stands this week? No, but I did not ask because I forgot. <laughs> that part. <laughs> I thought about it after I used the sound effect. Like, dang, I hope Jermaine got one. Because <laughs> I did not ask. You know, Ooh. it's just one of those days where, you know, you can't remember everything. Listen, I didn't even know what today was. Like, that's how Man. far gone my mind is. Okay, because you've been asking me about the next day i'm like but this is that day <laughs> yeah i was whatever i'm over it the only thing i've been looking forward to today is the final episode of how to get away with murder it's tonight it come on at 10 yes ma'am huh it's gonna be interesting I just know Shonda Rhimes gonna have something for us, so we shall see. I had to let go of Shonda Rhimes. She's bad for my blood pressure. She will kill anybody Listen. to drop her down. Like oh, nobody yeah. Shonda don't care. I'm waiting on the day that she kills Meredith, and my heart just can't take it. So I like just stop watching every couple seasons. I retweet to make sure she's still alive. Like I can't have to do it. <laughs> Not making sure she's still alive via Twitter. Right. <laughs> Once they kill her husband, I was like, oh, anybody, anybody, okay. Oh, I started to start watching that for George. I'm like, Twitter let me know if something too terrible happened. I'm screaming. I cannot. All right. Now it's time oh, man. for a fan favorite. <laughs> that sounded really terrible. Hold on. Let me do another one. The five minutes coming. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's time for the New Kids University, where your favorite professors, Professor Main Doll and Professor Shy Shy, will teach you a lesson. We're going to educate y'all, uh, and I'm just going to keep it 100. I just thought of my lesson about two minutes ago, so don't judge me, but that's cool. All right. You, may, you ready, May? I am ready. Go ahead. What's your lesson? So my lesson is in regards to um, you're starting a business. Don't be afraid to do something just because someone else is doing it. I recently came across um, this black owned coffee company. They're called Black and Bold. Um, and it's owned by two young men, black, of course. And they were coffee drinkers. You know, everybody around them had been coffee drinkers. And they realized that there was no coffee business in the United States that was owned by a black person. 
And when they first started this business, they really didn't know that much about coffee or tea um, or that industry, but they felt like it was necessary to make this move. And they actually quit their full-time jobs and decided to pursue this full-time. I believe now their coffee is in Target, Amazon, um, and one other place that I can't remember. But I, I bring all of this up because, you know, coffee isn't, is not a new industry. You have the coffee giants like Folgers, you have Starbucks, you have all of these big name coffee brands. And it's not something you would readily think of as a business or as an industry. But even with all of these competitors out there, these two young men did not let that stop them. And it was something that they were really interested in. And they saw the need for a black owned presence in that industry because black people drink coffee. I know people who've been drinking coffee since they was kids. So don't be afraid to do something or start a business just because there are big name brands out there doing the same thing or, um, you know, because there you may have competitors. If you bring something unique to the table, to this idea, to this product, try it out. See what's, you know, see what it's like for you because you never know where that success can lead you. I agree. I'm with it. Someone actually uh, just brought that same business to my attention earlier today. It was on the read. It even existed. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so far behind on the read that it don't make no sense. I'm still on the but quarantine I was like, mail episode. I'm like, let me look it up and see. And they so the two young men, <laughs> um, their names are Pernell and Rod. And I was like, oh yeah, they black for sure. <laughs> but but shout out to them. Be. They they have they a really That's cool, yeah, really cool idea. That's great. I wish my um, applause sound effect worked. So I would clap. Bum, 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 bum. Hold on, let me find <laughs> something now. Right. Oh, Boom. Let's see. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. There we go. Not Girl. that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> where is that? Yeah. Okay, so, Sharai, what is your lesson for NKU? <laughs> That little, uh, oh yeah, just tickles me every time. Clearly. Whatever, don't be a hater. Anyways, so my lesson today is that for those of us that are still um, fortunate enough to be able to work during this time, um, for us to just be mindful of what's going on. Everybody has a lot going on. People attitudes are bad. We tired. We confused. We don't know what day it is. We've been stuck in the house for 35,000 days. It's just been a lot. So my reminder um, is to just remember that during this time, you can still take your breaks. You can still take your PTO um, if your job allows. Nobody is um, is going to fault you for that. This is time that you've earned. Um, I've done it myself during this quarantine. I was like, yeah, no, y'all getting on my nerves. I need a second. So take your days. Enjoy your time. Um, and if you do it right, like, you know, we got a holiday and stuff coming up. We got all kinds of stuff going on. So just, you know. Sure do. Work around it. You know, use your PTO. Use it on a Friday. Make you a long weekend. Or use it on a Monday. Or a Friday and a Monday. Whichever one you want to do. <laughs> just take your breaks. Relax. 
re-energize. We all going through some crazy stuff, so we all in this together. That's all I got. Because my brain just, it's just tore up today, y'all. What's tore up every day? Flow up. From the floor up, okay? All in the middle, everything. (laughs) (laughs) So another uh, fan favorite. I keep saying fan favorite, but really these be my favorites. (laughs) Screaming. (laughs) You know, it's time for the Millennial Minute. We will take a minute to shout out some of our peers that are out here owning businesses, doing new projects, and just being overall lit. So, I'll be kind today and I'll go first. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, you try to do something nice for people and they just be shady. Hmm. Let me me get a sound effect for that. Thank you. See, Diamond took the word right out of my mouth. Come on! (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, you playing with me. How about that? Anywho. My person for today is going to be Mr. Raphael Wright. Um, we talk about him all the time on the podcast, but he actually just uh, secured another commercial building um, and is adamant about creating space for black businesses, especially in the city. Um, so, yeah, he lit. Congratulations yes. on your building. Stay Shout turned. out to Raph. He been I doing was actually a, just a reading of, well. Rereading yeah, it, I should say. Get back to read. I was about to say, I think I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I finished. I think I'm like halfway through. Um, but <laughs> he's also been doing a lot of like um, video interviews and stuff mm-hmm. that have been dropping on his Instagram. So yeah, check him out. He lit. And that's that. So my millennial shout out, minute shout out is going to Detroit's homegirl, Valencia Page. Hey, girl. Hey, um, Valencia girl. Valencia was a guest on our podcast a couple of seasons ago, along with Kelsey. Um, Valencia is, like I said, Detroit's homegirl. She is a realtor. Um, and the reason I'm shouting out Valencia is because I believe the state of Michigan just allowed realtors to begin showing properties in person again. Um, and of yep. course, your girl was very excited about that. And Valencia is just awesome. I love her. She's amazing. She's a um, cancer survivors. So shout out to her and all of the great things that she is doing and will continue to do. Turn up. And shout out to Kelsey as an um, honorary mention. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Kelsey. That was lit. She, I love she that. Lit too. They're like a little power duo. I know, right? It's so adorable. All right. You're awesome. Look at us having cool people on our show. I know. We I just like we're trendsetters. Like, who would have thought? But I sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rudd, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. Look at us. <sighs> oh, man. Okay. All right, Diamond. You ready? It's time for the lightning round. You better be ready. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, for a second. Sound effects. I yep. got you. Hold on. Not the old year. Y'all, this, this app is so trash because they keep on giving me these ads. Get, get a new that. one. <laughs> get a new app. Whatever. Got up. That's not about you. Girl, fight me. You <laughs> lucky we under quarantine right now. I can't wait till I see you, dog. <laughs> you lucky this quarantine. Be back. <laughs> All right, let me see what sound effect I can get diamond. I don't know what this is gonna do, but we're gonna try it out. What's this? 
Okay. Sounds like I'm a lightning round sound to me. <laughs> 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 I don't know why y'all allow me to do this, but this I it brings a great I mean, amount you really of joy. Have a choice. No. I got a text today, somebody listened to the episode that just dropped. It's just like you out of order for them sound effects. Dog, because you are. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, Diamond, we're about to quiz you about yourself. And see how fast you can answer these questions. You ready? No. I don't care. Are you a Detroit native? <laughs> I'm sorry, what you say? Are you a Detroit native? Yes. East side or west side? East side forever. West side. <laughs> favorite Coney Island? Um, my favorite Coney Island would probably be Hollywood. No, no, I take that back. The one on East Warren and Arthur Road with the bird on. I never Not with the bird on it. <laughs> <laughs> what high school did you attend? Cast Tech. First car. Uh, D Dot. Sorry, no. Uh, my first car <laughs> was at 2009. I am screaming. This fool said D Dot. I, I like, still get on the bus. Cancel this whole episode because she playing. I am for anybody who knows me. No, I will get on the bus. I say I ain't getting on the bus now until they get this COVID under under control. Man, the bus is a free ride every time. Free ride, y'all know the machine gonna be broke. The city ain't gonna fix it. Boom, free ride. You know what? I cannot. I cannot. Man, parking down is twenty dollars a day. Right. $20 a day. Yeah, it could be uh, up to $20 to $45 a day when you park downtown. Oh, you said parking downtown. I thought you meant the bus. I was like, girl, where the bus going for that amount? You <laughs> <laughs> better take me to Chicago. Okay. <laughs> Something. $20. All right. So $40. $40. Let me squeeze oh, my tiny yeah. ass up in this. <laughs> Y'all play too much. Anywho, now it's time for the real introduction, Diamond. If you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself before we dive into your business. About myself, that's such a hard um, question to every time I get it. I ain't never ready. So many layers to me. You know, you got professional Diamond, 9 to 5 Diamond, Ratchet Diamond, Twitter Diamond, Instagram. Tender Diamond. They all different people. But um, me, uh, as I said, I graduated from Cass Technical High School. I went on to Eastern Michigan to get a degree in host- hotel restaurant management with a minor in uh, human resources. I went to an HBCU for a little bit after that, Morgan State University, before going back to Eastern to get my master's degree in um, information systems. So I do own the Diamond it originally was supposed to be a brick and mortar store in a college town. I opened it because um, as a freshman in college, I just noticed how it was a party just about every weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nonstop at the nine o'clock. Everybody was partying. And in high school, I wore uniforms. So going to college where I had to pick an outfit every day, I started feeling poor real quick. Like, dang, I can't wear these pants again. Somebody going to say something. I'm going to be all 
Instagram, that's back when people used to have like the little burner Instagram uh, dog screaming. Okay, no, that's not gonna be me. <laughs> I'm like, where can I shop around here? Um, Eastern Michigan is in Ypsilanti. Y'all know Ypsilanti. So, Ypsilanti. It's, it's not a lot of stuff out there. Uh, I didn't know where anything was. The one mall out there, it was very, um, it was not for the culture at all. So it was like no stores that I shopped at there. So I would go all the way back to the city and I see these price tags of $85 for a pair of pants, $65 for a shirt. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, I got work study. I'm only making, I'm only making what? Seven, seven forty an hour and I only work 10 hours. This, this is my whole check. So I saved up my money. I ordered some stuff from, uh, this boutique is famous now. It wasn't then. And everything that I got from them, I noticed. I couldn't even get my leg in. So I'm like, you know, their, their two X's are feeling like extra small. Like, this is not all right. And I just pay all this money for this and there's no return policy. So then I was like, you know what? Um, somebody needs to bring some value and some, some quality to these, uh, people around me. So I opened up my clothing store. So that's how that was brought up. Um, as a key, I was always about, any kind of way that I could save money. If I knew that one store had the juice for a dollar, I'll walk the extra mile to get the one for 50 cents. I'm all about saving money and um, making sure that you have some type of rainy day fund because I feel like everybody is one paycheck from being homeless. You know, one small inconvenience, you know, your car broke down at a bad time. If you don't have no money saved, that could impact your rent, that could impact your child care. You should just be ready. So my blog is just about things that we do um, daily. And ways that we can improve on them to save money. That's what's up. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, some of this you already touched on. Um, so I know that you said you went to Eastern and then Morgan State and then back to Eastern. So, what was your um your motivation behind pursuing a higher education? Um, I'm the first in my family, my immediate family to get a degree and I'm the first woman in my whole family to have a graduate level degree. So um just looking around me and seeing uh what was the norm, I realized I did not want that to be my norm. Um certain things that people were doing I just knew that wasn't for me. And my mom always stressed <clears throat> when I was young the importance of an education. And the doors that it will open up for you. So I always say my bachelor's degree was for her. Like I just, it was never like a doubt in my mind. Like, okay, I got to get a bachelor's degree. But my master's was for me. Because I was like, well, I would like an extra 20 or 30 more dollars, you know, for my hourly pay. So it was mostly um, trying to level up and see something new and create a new footprint in my family. Okay. So, um... <clears throat> I know you said you started your business because you weren't able to find things that were fitting for you or for the culture. Um, so what are some things that you wish you had known at the start of your business that you know now? Um, I wish I would have known that having friends did not automatically equal support. I just knew like, you know, all these people around me, I had a big family. I got all these friends from high school, you know, my graduating class at CAS was like 900 people. I'm like, I know all these people. I'm going to be rich. It's not going to take no time. All these people are going to just automatically flock to me because they know me. So um, that was my biggest mistake.
they just assuming that friendship equals support. Um, and they're also not quite doing a market analysis. Um, and that was embarrassing because I went to business school. We studied that every day. So I knew it. But one thing about the generation we're in now, social media makes running a business look way more easier than it is. Like, of course, you have to put in the work and put in the long hours. But even if you do that, people forget there's actually research behind it and research for a meaning. So like just not doing any research, just jumping right on in head first. I feel like if I could do that over, I would definitely like do a market analysis, study my competition, and then um take a little bit more time to get grounded in the fundamentals instead of the aesthetics. So I spent a lot of time like, oh, gotta make sure I get a nice website, I gotta make sure I do this, this and that. But I should have did some behind the scenes as far as like saving money, crunching numbers and advertising way before. I think that's a, a big big mistake that a lot of small business owners or entrepreneurs make is not doing yeah. the research. Like a market analysis is so important. And it's it can be a lot of work, but it to be honest, when you think about the benefit that you're gonna get from it, it's really not that much to just look around, see what's going on in that market so that you know how to run your business. Yeah. Yeah, but then I feel like uh, market analysis will be very important for something now uh, with the pandemic you can only imagine how it's hurting the full-time uh, small business owner so if you know your market you know their spending trends you can know exactly like how much they can afford at this time and what exactly you can advertise to them instead of going into a shell shock and into bankruptcy makes sense so with with your degrees being in um like hospitality and um information systems how how did that impact you being able to run um your boutique? I wish that it would have had a bigger impact. I want to say even though I do have two business degrees, my hospitality degree triumphs everything because hospitality in a nutshell is just treating you how to provide that um, great customer service, how to talk to people and how to treat people. And if you know how to make people feel valued or you create experience for them, that is what ensures like the, the longevity. So you know that you'll have a repeated sale, you'll have word of mouth versus a whole bunch of people just coming and spending time with you once. So that is something that really helps. Um, as far as my business degrees, only thing that helps me is um it's more so staffing, getting to understand how people work, personality types, and things like that. Um, that makes sense. Um, so with the fashion market, you mentioned like knowing knowing your buyers and their spending trends. Have you seen a lot of change in the fashion market since starting your business? And and what do you do to keep up with it? Um I've seen a lot of change. I've been seeing a lot of older trends come back. I, one thing that I remember in high school, like everybody wanted to match, like your whole outfit had to flow cohesively. Now it's kind of like color block and like mitch matching just a little bit. It's like a trend. So that is something that I'm getting used to. And uh, that's hard. That's very hard for me because I'm the type of person where I don't like to wear, you know, the same colors or different articles of clothing if it's not an exact match. I'm not going to do 
uh, a scarlet red and a cherry red. That's that's not going to fly with me. But to keep up with it, I just reach out to my vendors. I feel like it's very important to actually talk to them. Like, that's another mistake that other people that I made that I wish I would have listened to. I felt like, you know, I just emailed them. I could just talk to them online. I'm just texting them. I'm not about to take time out my day to, you know, talk to them individually. But that's what makes the bigger difference. You have to remember that, you know, these are the same vendors that Fashion Nova has, same vendors that Pretty Little Thing has. Those people are buying from them at the hundred thousand. So your two or three thousand dollar order is not as much of a magnitude as you think. So you want to talk to them, create that relationship so they will think like, oh, you know what? I think that the Diamond Boutique will like this. Let me call or text her personally, you know, as a friend. So they really keep me together. And just looking around and seeing what the younger generation is wearing, because to me, they have the most expendable dollars because not only do they have their job, they spend their mama's money too. Very true. It is. That's something that I probably wouldn't have even considered, like them spending their parents' money. Um, but it makes sense because there'd be some parents out here cashing out, especially on outfits. Especially for yeah, Gia, yes. which I never really understood. Like, I'm not buying no $100 jeans for a two-year-old that's just going to pee on himself. Grow out of I'm not <laughs> buying no shoes for my baby. I really hope I have a summer baby because baby boy wearing socks. We ain't getting no Jordans. We ain't getting no Balenciagas. He's wearing though. He's going to be double socked up. Like, we're not slipping back. <laughs> not double I'm socked sick. up. <laughs> I'm sick at double socked up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it made me think about when people used to wear the two different color socks on top of each other. Oh my god, <laughs> that's instantly what, like they first, what are they doing? They just you holding them. They keep not even touching the floor. Double socked up. You might get that on the ones. They double socked up. I cannot with you. I just can't. <laughs> so, what are some uh, some different tactics or methods that you use to keep yourself motivated? Um, especially now with everything um, that's going on in in the outside world. Um, to keep myself motivated, I want I always remember, like you know, where I am now might not be where I want to end, but it's so much further than where I started. So just taking the time to reflect and be grateful, um, even at a little thing. I like to remind myself that you know, slow money is better than no money, and just. Leaning on the people who are around me. Um, I've curated, like, even like my timelines on all my social media. I've curated my timelines to people I know provide who are on the same path that I'm on to have something beneficial to say, to have uh, something that will motivate me versus before I was following a lot of people who were living a fast lifestyle. You know, I make your whole check that you make in a year and a day. And that was hard, you know, going to school. I'm like, you know what? I just ate another pair of Raymond noodles and this is the fifth time, you know, went out for steak and lobster. Like, it was hard to see that. So just surrounding mm-hmm. myself with people I know would help keep me on my path. That's a really good point of kind of like tailoring your, your timeline to what you want to see and what you need in your life. Because um, there's so much stuff that just floats around, just pocket. negative for yeah. no reason. Yeah, just for no reason. So, like I said, I have so many different friend groups. I have my family. I have people from the neighborhood, from the east side. I have people from past. I got people from North State. I got people from Eastern. And that's just a whole bunch of different type of mindsets. And 
now that they finally moved the mute button everywhere to all social media, it takes away the opera. Oh, why did you delete me? Conversation. You just be like, oop, I'm going to just go ahead and sign <laughs> you. And they don't even got to know. Like, my, my, my mute list go from Persian to Cody. Like, for real. It is. It's there. I'm screaming. I'm everybody. Me too. Mute or blocked. And it is what it is. I don't even be caring to explain why I don't want to why I don't want to be their friend no more. Then I get to use my t-shirt word. Nope. If I block you, I'm not trying to see you in person no way. So clearly that part. <laughs> we don't need to have no conversation if I block you. You you straight. We you good. Poo. No hard feelings. Stay over there. I don't even care <laughs> if you got hard feelings. I don't or either. Not. I'm about to say, do you not know who you're talking to? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know how some people feel like if you block them, like, you got some type of personal beef with them, you want to scrap. Like, no, it's not always that. No, like, I'm most that of y'all, person. I do want to fight. If we got some sort of relationship and you feel like I'm wilding out, let me know if I'm wilding out on Beyonce Internet. Be like, hey, look, you, you chilling. I might have to block you versus just, ooh, I'm, a, I'm like, dang, what I do? What I do now? Because I stay if I block you, like, my analytics and- notify me the second I get blocked. So it's, I'm yeah, I don't know what I'll be doing. I'm like <laughs> by at least 500 people. Like, <laughs> If I know you and I blocked you, you know why I blocked you. Like it's not, there's no question. And otherwise, if I don't know you and I blocked you, you just probably got on my nerves. I'm good for blocking people that just post stupid stuff and like other people keep retweeting it. If I get tired of seeing it, I'll just block the person. Yes. Also. I never blocked anybody. I don't believe in blocking people because before when I blocked people, it was because I didn't want to be contacted by them. But I had the very painful experience of noticing, like, if somebody want to get in touch with you, they will, no matter how many times you block their text and our number. So at this point, I just want you to know that you can have my number, you can text me, you still can't give it to me because I'm leaving over here. I block everybody from celebrities on down. I didn't block Donald Trump. Okay, I'm saying block now up at this point. Listen, he been blocked. Everybody blocked. I don't care. Block, 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 block. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of um, some of the, I, I know you said you have your analytics set to where you see, you know, who blocked you and what's going on. So, what are some of the tactics that you use to keep your audience engaged with your social media or just with your brand in general? Lord Jesus, it's so many um, professional and unconventional ways that I do that. But <clears throat> all right, I think I'm gonna share one of my secrets that that keep me popping. So before um, I launched my blog, I used to offer credit help, and I knew the type of people that would need it. So those weren't really um, my graduate school friends because my um, demographic for grad school, everybody was in their forties or fifties. So. I knew it was like my undergraduate friends and probably people from my neighborhood. A lot of people probably got, you know, phones in their name. They did a lot of stuff. They probably got no bank account. Their credit probably did. So what I would do is I would be on social media and I would act a fool. When I tell you, um, you know, drink a little bit of wine, let your, your fingers talk freely, be on all the social media talking junk. Cause I knew that it would engage those type of audiences. Um, saying, crazy things that I knew that would engage them. So I would just slowly watch my profile visits go up, um, watch my story views go up. And then in there, 
I would answer something about a credit special that I was doing or some type of app that I was pushing. So one thing that I've done lately, I was trying to sell these um, jogging suits and these, we don't call them buff, the uh, fake buff, gas station buff. I'm like, I'm not trying to sit on this inventory anymore. I need to sell it. Who can I sell it to? I was like, well, people on Facebook like to wear, you know, that the fuss and the the Gucci and all that good stuff. So, like, what can I say on here real quick that uh that'll give people something? Boom. GMC Cash just dropped that uh, song about Gretch. Next thing you know, they actually created a buff fund. The buff fund had 3K within two days. So I said something about that. Like, I think it's funny how all y'all want to cry about paying $5 for me to bring you y'all clothes, but y'all just dropped 3K to get Gretch some bucks. Next thing you know, like I said, everybody was commenting. Everybody, some people on the page like, shut up, bitch. Why you complaining? And then some people like, you know what? I'm so disappointed in the community. And then other people like, I can't afford no buffs because my stimulus check ain't stimulated my account, but where can I get me some? I'm like, I know the, a woman who is selling them on hand right now. You can get them today. I got about four Facebook page. I send them to myself. Boom. Buffs gone. Just crazy things like that. Knowing your audience and weird ways to engage them. Interesting. That's a, that was a she nice not, little... She's not wrong about having a million and one Facebook pages, by the way. I, I, I mean, the more conventional way would be like, you know, I could have said something like, oh, I just watch my competitors and see what's doing. Well, you can do what other people are doing, but like I said, what's going to make you different? What's going to make you different? I tell people all the time, it is so much money to be made on Facebook. Like, you just need to know how to captivate the different type of audience. audiences you have and be in the right group. I mean, that makes perfectly good sense to me. <laughs> it I was like, that was a good crazy. little way like, to ride. Since they was already talking about Facebook page, She'd be like, you on the internet acting up again. You all right, baby? You ate? Like, I'm really trying to eat. For real. Sorry, I need that money, Granny. <laughs> I don't need that money, Granny. Screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so... How I need to clean that up before she hear that. Everything's fine, Granny. I'm, I'm good. Please, please don't be alarmed. <laughs> I, I cannot. <laughs> so, how does, um, how does fashion connect with your overall brain? Uh, well, I did used to want to be a fashion designer. Um, back when I used to comb my hair before going out the house, I used to have style. Um, I was the type oh of person like I said I used to like to match to a T. So, like my headband would match my necklace, my necklace would match my bracelet, my bracelet match my socks, my socks match my bra. Like I used to always be super uh, fashionable. Like in middle school, I um, wanted to be a fashion designer when I was younger, but I knew that that would not fully work for me. One, because I didn't like math, and you have to have very accurate measurements. When you're making people's clothes, because I've tried it without measuring, I thought I could just, you know, like eyeball it. You could imagine how that came out. And then with being a fashion designer, like your creativity um, determines your paycheck. And it's hard to always stay in the creative space. Like one small thing could happen that could be depressed, overjoyed, under focus, and your creativity could be shot for God 
knows how long. So I just took the business path instead. So what do what do you do like when you get into those places where you feel like you can't create? What's your how do you get yourself out of that? Or what do you do? It's been really hard with the world being closed right now. But um, I would do things like I would exercise. Um, I used to kickbox at Jabs Gym, um, the Eastern Market. That was something that I would do, or I would like ride my bike to the island and around a few miles. I'll take showers. I have like a creative creativity boosting play, uh, playlist that's kind of all over the place. I got some Dom Kennedy in there, some some Moss Death, some Lauren Hill. Um, I take naps. Sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe I can just nap through this. Um, that has not been working out lately. <laughs> but different things. Um, it's usually I just need to release some type of negative energy. So whether that's sleeping it off, working it off, something. I'm with it. Especially the nap part. That's, that's Yes. We are team naps over here. Listen, I, I took a nap on Saturday. I was asleep for about five hours. It was great. I took a nap right before this. <laughs> I almost didn't make it. <laughs> See, that's I why had I had to text her. I'm like, Diamond. What? <laughs> I think Jermaine put some cameras in my house because I'm like, she must have just seen me lay down. Like, I feel like she did. <laughs> <laughs> what will we do I'm without dead. Jermaine keeping us together? Professor Man in the building. Hey. Gonna <laughs> be Dr. Pencil. Child. Yes. They should just mail me Listen. my diploma at this point. I feel like I've done enough. Listen, I'm like, they canceling everything else, giving everybody else stuff, but uh, just like, what more besides this research? <laughs> Period. I was like, I wonder if it's any PhD programs that you don't have to write. Man. Okay, listen. If they, if they have that, please let me know. Sign me up because I'm tired. Exhausted. No. Let me just write a paper and be done. A little 10 pager. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> so, Diamond, tell us about Diamond as the brand. What are some other facets of your entrepreneurial life? Um, I have the blog, as I've stated. Um, we do a lot of savings challenges on there every month. Um, I no longer have the credit um, company. I don't fix credit anymore. I've noticed a trend with when it's time to pay. People want to pay in favors or thank yous when it comes to credit. So I can't do that anymore. But I do have um, a small consulting firm that helps start up businesses. So that's if you need your EIN, if you need your LLC, if you need a website designed, if you need a um, a photo shoot done, um, if you need your G Suite set up. A lot of people have a lot of issues with getting found on Google, and that's very important if you don't want to just be local. You want to you know tap into other markets. Sometimes your style or your brands may be more popular in other coasts, so you want to make sure you're able to be found on Google. Setting up Facebook pixels for retargeting. So if you ever notice, like if you're on the phone with somebody saying, I really want some tacos. The next thing you do when you log into Facebook, you'll see 
taco ads everywhere. Or if you were on Amazon this morning, for the next three days, you'll keep seeing whatever you wanted to add in your cart until you actually did it. So making sure people know how to get those things set up. And just trying to be a one-stop shop for anybody looking to uh, launch their business or get it geared to the right path. That's what's up. So with everything that you have going on with all of your businesses um, and, you know, your corporate job, what do you do to relax? Like, how do you tune out and just take a moment for yourself? Um, right now, I'm, I'm smelling this candle, so I'm trying to get into um, burning candles to create um, good scents. I feel like most of the scents are tied to certain ways I like to feel. So I like to smell the lavender. I feel like it keeps me... Um, productive so burning candles taking naps realizing when i'm about to achieve burnout um and i feel like that's very important that you have to recognize that your burnout is not the same as somebody else's somebody's depression may look completely different than yours so i have to since i live alone actively recognize when i'm acting out of my character and finding things that i can do around the house to get, keep me back grounded you know, it's um, I follow a young lady who just started a candle company not too long ago. And I'm like, yes, this is another good idea because black people love candles and black people love candles that connect to like good moods and good scents mm -hmm. and just making you feel good. Because I, I love my candles. I have like four. I low key need to get some more because I, I just say you, like, you could come pick these up when it's over. I'm not a candle woman. I was trying to be. I am a, a plug in woman, but. Febreze plug-in start adding up every time. That's like $10 a plug-in. Yes, yeah. they are. But I'm too clumsy for this. Like, it's, it's not working like it should. Well, you, you got to get the um the candle warmer. Where I don't think you have to light the candle, but if you put it on the like the plate, it'll warm it up and it'll give you the scent. I really go fall asleep with that plug-in. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. <laughs> uh. So, so you really don't want me to have no house. You, you know what you right. I forgot who I was talking to. My lord. Anyway. So you currently work a corporate job, you know, a nine to five. Um, and you're running your business, you have a blog. What are some things that you do to, you know, stay focused on your nine to five, but also have that work life balance or just balance overall with your entrepreneurial life? Um, I have to actually get up and leave my computer and shut all of my work related things down. Like, I think now with us working from home, they are blurring the lines of office hours. I'm getting calls and emails much later in the day than I normally would. But like, there's no reason for a Sarah Ann to be texting me at 930 at night asking for numbers where you wouldn't do that three months ago. Like, let's, let's follow the same thing. So... And uh, just establishing boundaries like, hey, um, you know, these are outside of office hours. Um, I can get back to you later. Or even if I got a line, my computer is actually down right now. I'll probably be able to answer between the hours of nine to five. So actually um, making sure I can unplug, turn my phone off when need be, and then creating a schedule. So for a certain amount of days, uh, a certain amount of hours a day, I know I want to dedicate it to my corporate job. And then other amount of the hours of the days, I know which level of my business I want to do. So 
I'm going to say from 8 to 10, that's me advertising on Facebook. That's following up with people who have DM me in the Facebook marketplace about things. So saying, hey, Jermaine, did you still want to buy X amount of outfits? Um, we'll be delivering today at this time. If you want to be added to the list, respond by this time. And then later in the day from 11 to 12 is uh, shopping, reaching out to my vendors, seeing what else we can do. And then uh, we always close by updating our inventory. So just creating a set schedule um, that has a little bit of room of variety for my personal business and then just having boundaries with my regular job. That's yeah. Boundaries are very important. I think especially when you get into businesses that because you don't have a brick and mortar, people feel like they can reach you at all hours of the day. Um, or, you know, I just had that issue last night. So, um, yeah, all my, my store, uh, calls are forwarded to my personal phone. Someone's calling me at like 1 30 a.m. trying to pick something up. Like, we have it, but it's 1 30 a.m. I am in the bed. Like, no. Wow. You wouldn't call. Also, you would not call Fashion Nova at 1 30, first of all. You wouldn't call anywhere. Like, you're not calling Target at 1 30 in the morning. And I feel like it's so hard as a small business because people know that their dollars count more. So everybody wants to push the customer service envelope. She ain't take my call. I call her four times. That's bad customer service. Okay, but you called me at 2.30 a.m. four times. That's not bad yeah. customer service. Yeah, I everybody think, wants I think, to hold that over your head to, to get a sale or a discount or something. For for customer based businesses, you know, I think people want to complain about the service that they receive, but they also don't think about being good customers too. Like, you know, you I have agree. to think about <laughs> what energy you're putting into this interaction to solicit that response. Not saying that some people aren't just rude because there are rude business owners out there who just are. I'm like, I don't even know why you have a business because my goodness, but. You know, just the general interaction. People don't set out to be rude, so it's it's important to keep that in, that in mind when you're act when you're interacting with a small business. You better say that. <laughs> I'm Round dead. of applause. <laughs> okay, gonna, please. Uh, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Let me see. See this? I gotta invest in a new app. Cause... I I told you that last episode. I and I tried another one. They just all didn't work. So you about to get this one. Huh. That sounds like anyway. a toilet flush. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we are currently in a global pandemic and we've witnessed how this pandemic has impacted, you know, small and large businesses from a customer perspective. As we as the world starts to transition to, you know, opening back up um, and things, we we come on the other side of this as like a different world than when we enter. What are some plans that you have to make sure your brand stays relevant? Uh, I would. My my major plan is to keep applying myself uh, with this recent um, with recent days. I've had a lot more time on my hands. I've been marketing more. And I just seen how much of an impact doing something small can have on my numbers and my sales. So it made me realize how much time I was slacking and I was just 
uh, solely relying on the person to person and the word to mouth that I wasn't doing back in work. So I just want to keep this same energy um, when I don't have as much time or when I need to be more mindful of how I'm spending my time just to keep Mm. the same energy to keep the momentum going after this comes. Yeah, I think right now people are like, okay, you know, I got to stay focused because everybody is at home. You know, I can have the potential to reach a larger audience, but it's important to one, not burn yourself out while you're doing that and to have a plan in regards to how you're going to remain consistent, you know, after this is over or after we've transitioned to a new phase. So as you've grown as an entrepreneur, um, have there been any challenges that you've come across so far? And if there have been challenges, um, you know, how have you overcome them? Um, my first challenge was uh, the type of clothes that I sold. Um, they appeal more to the East Coast versus the Midwest. So a lot of things that are in style from my store are not really on brand with the city of Detroit. So I had to think of either expanding what I had to match the area around me so that I would thrive at pop-up shops or local functions or think of revamping the whole brand as a whole to match what was around me or just being fine with operating solely online with people that I'll probably never meet or interact with. Another challenge that I had was penetrating, um, not only penetrating the market, but thriving in Detroit can be difficult um, due to clicks. So I know you mentioned that it's okay to have something that has been done before, but it can become difficult like if you're not on the quote-unquote in crowd within the city. So I just had to get out of my own head and figure out ways to penetrate that crowd or make sure that my name was recognized. So something that I did before was make sure that I participated in all of the local pop-up shops, no matter who was growing them. So that would be uh, Friday through Saturday. I would be at a pop-up shop Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, and then Sunday. And in doing so, I would go around and pass around my business card and introduce myself to people to the point where I no longer had to seek these opportunities. People were coming to me with them. So before, like, I would look around and say, oh, I see uh, the new kids are participating in this uh, pop-up shop. I see them on their page. Let me call who was running and see if they could save space for me. So it went from that to people calling me two or three months ahead of time to let me know that they were having something and they wanted me and my brand to be there. And, you know, I think this is that's very smart because you're actively seeking out opportunities to, you know, make sure you are present or um, visible instead of just assuming that since you've built this brand or since you've built this company that people are going to just come to you because you sell clothes. Right. Because I think a lot of people assume that or like you were talking about earlier, because you have a large network. A lot of people just assume that, oh, because I know, you know, 900 people that I'm going to just automatically start seeing that business. Okay, so what's the overall goal for Diamond? The brand, I should say. As in me? Or my store. <laughs> and for all your businesses. Um, I would like to 
make money while I'm sleeping. Um, just create a team where the income could be residual again. I did have a team before um, someone marketing and pushing all of this stuff. I would like to one day own a couple brick and mortar stores. And then all in the end, I would like all of the money that I make for my five or six businesses to somehow fund another large business that I'm not sure that I want to launch yet. But um, just making money freely and easily, being comfortable with life, um, being able to buy whatever I want, whether it be the $5 purse or the $50,000 purse. So just having some financial freedom um, as a young millennial black woman. Yes, financial freedom. We love to see it. Turn up. So, kind of shifting the focus a little bit, as a millennial in the city of Detroit, where do you think our generation is needed at the most to create a mass sense of change? Holistic uh, care and fitness. I feel like... Okay. Um, just not even millennials, but African-American minorities. Like we need to think more of preventative care versus waiting to something on your body broken and how you can fix it. So we not only talk about the importance of eating healthy and working out, but we're not giving people the proper tools to do such. So maybe having fundraisers within the local community or putting some type of program in schools to teach kids, you know, how to garden to care for themselves um great alternatives what are better ways to eat potato chips maybe making homemade kale chips so just giving people the tools to to not only eat healthy um letting them know the different ways that they can stay active because you know everybody can't go to the gym and lift anything mm-hmm. but the importance of knowing how well your body weight works and things that you can do to get your heart uh beating and the muscles moving um <clears throat> just things, things like that. Just starting simple until we see some type of progressive change. Because I feel like health and fitness is force fed almost down everybody's throat, but there's no clear path to get there. And sometimes you just need to know one quick step you can take in the right direction. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to the people who do, um, who are like hitting those workouts and making those changes because, like you said, it's, Fitness is not a one size fit all. So for some people, they can hit those goals, make those marks, do those exercises. Other people, they can't run three miles. They not <laughs> gonna run three miles, and that's okay. Ain't, they can't that's do me. no squats. They, they not can't do no squats. That's but there are other ways All to get to their me. goals. <laughs> Shut up, right? And diamond. <laughs> run where? Do a squat, but you asked me to do a push up. You, you lost your mind. <laughs> I got you. You do the squats. I do the push-ups. But to oh. say you ask me to do a push-up, you're going to be waiting. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, take your shoes off. Oh, my God. Anyway, so what is an ideal project that you would like to work on this year? I want to start um, a waxing company for men. So, you know how women have bajacials? Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like men should have bajacials because a lot of men do not know about their <laughs> their hygiene and the importance of how not only it increases your confidence, but it can also increase your experiences in the bedroom. Um, I've recently seen that overheard a conversation and it just disturbed me. Yes, yeah, so I was on Twitter and I seen the male hygiene discussion once again. 
And it was basically a guy talking about how he does not wash in between his butt crack because he thinks it's um, gay for a man's hand to be in between his butt cheeks, even if he is that man. And I was reading the comments and I just understood like a lot of men did not properly understand their health. Not saying that I want to go in this business and try to tell men about their body parts because I can never do that. It's like a man shouldn't tell a woman how to care for herself. But I feel like men would probably be more um, open to, you know, trimming the edges or keeping it nice and uh, tidy down there if a woman was doing it based on what I was reading. And I want men to have the same options, to have the same um, top tier body treatments that we have. So it would be providing um, waxing for men. And that is a pretty difficult market because the skin down there is a little bit more sensitive than of a woman's, especially when you get to the testicle area. It's really easy to mess up. So I feel like a lot of people don't take enough time to educate themselves of how to properly service uh, men. So I would like to start adding that as one of my business endeavors to do personal waxing and then a facial for down below to treat the ingrown the hairy and scary down there. You know, when this episode started, I did not think we would end up talking about balls, but here we are. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Man, people like, I feel like if you can twist, roll, or braid your pubes, it's a problem. Like, you let go of the hairier, the more manly you are. You can still be a man. With bald ball. You can still you'll still be the same manly man. I'm screaming. The second that so, you start forming so, free form dreads down there. Okay. All right. All right. We don't want hair in our food. Take care of you right. better, baby. Right. You better. <laughs> so where do you so see you, your businesses right, over the next five years? Next five years. Um I see them taking over in enough capacity that I no longer have to work my nine to five job. Hopefully, you know, I don't want to be a stay at home wife, but I do want to marry a man who does work nine to five so I don't have to pay for my own health care insurance. Other than that, um, I would like my businesses to create residual income. Um, I would like them to be able to run themselves without me being so deep into the day to day and not even my team being deep into the day to day, just always run for expansion and just running themselves. Ultimately, I would like to um, own commercial property. So maybe the money from those can um, be a startup for that investment. That's what's up. All right. All right. So, so the question that everyone adores. And I hope, Sheree, that, that you got your person. I hope that I you mind your business. <laughs> so clearly you so don't. Clearly you don't. You don't know my anyway, life. Anyway. Diamond. Diamond. If you could switch places with Place. someone for one, week, for one week, who would it be? Now, now. Before you answer, a couple of disclaimers. Couple. Number one. This person can be dead or, alive. dead or alive. You don't have to be no, dead. dead. 
Okay, because that's why I say if they did, wouldn't that mean I'd be dead? But you don't have to you be. Don't have to be <laughs> it could be a man, woman, or however you so identify. Any time period, race, you know, religion, all of that jazz. You get all of their problems, all of their drama. If they got kids, money, knowledge, all of that. I gotta go first. I pick two people. Sure. Sure. It'll probably be, um, oh, can I pick like a different time period? Like, do I have to be them in 2020? 2020? No. No. Man, I'd be back when Freak Nick was popping. Okay. Okay. I'd be her. I feel like it'll be a lot of, that's like the definition of hot girl. So I'm like, it'll be a lot to see. Then I'd probably be like, um, I'd be Meek Mill now. Cause I kind of want to see what it's like being a man. Cause I want to like jump up and down hard. <laughs> I feel like he is a pretty, he don't live like a wildlife no more, but it's fun. Cause if I would have said like G Herbo or something, it'd be a little too wild for my old lady bone. Oh my God. He's oh my God. It down a little bit. So it'd be one of them. Um, Meg the Stallion was a close runner up, but sis still in school. I don't want no homework problems right now. Okay. okay. Good. Good choices. Good, good choices. Shariah. Shariah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the people would like to know. Would like to know. <sighs> Let me see. Who am I being today? I. I am going to be. <laughs> Uh, I had somebody in mind, but I forgot. So let me let me re revamp this. You know what? I'm gonna be. I feel like somebody picked her before, but it it wasn't me. I don't think. But I'm being violated. Okay. Okay. Not bubble. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ma'am, I'm not doing this with you. I'm being violated because she's been. A, amazing actress amazing over actress. the years in my opinion and I just want to know like how she gets how into these characters, characters and what she's actually what she like actually versus like what her. she acts like so yeah Viola oh, yeah. Davis Viola. that's me today okay okay look at you I'm proud of you shut up Jermaine who are you gonna be well well I am actually I'm going actually, to be so, so for those of you all who don't well, know I've been working on book three in my series and so my goal is to choose writers um, and women who have inspired me and so for this episode I'm going to be my soror past national president Thor Lillian Pierce Bimbo and the reason I'm choosing her is because of course she was a poet and she was an excellent speaker um, and I'm trying to channel all of those vibes as I push through <laughs> Book three, because baby, baby, it is difficult. <laughs> Do you hear me? And also, and I am also, fascinated I'm with history. Um, and during her tenure, which was in the early seventies, she was just in that time where you know arts were such um, an important thing to her, and it would have been fascinating for me to just witness society, civil rights, um, and just experiencing America as a black woman at that time. 
I'm with it. Okay. So, so Miss Diamond, Miss Diamond, let the people know how they can get a hold of you, social media, website, all of that fun stuff. You can follow me on Instagram at loyal versus choosing or shopthediamond.co. You can find me on Twitter at uh, dime dot d a i m d o t. You can find me on Cash App at dime dot d i m d o t, and on Facebook at the Diamond Boutique. Well, we want to thank you for coming onto the show. Show. Technical difficulties technical aside, difficulties this is like our third time our trying third to do time. this, but we made it. <laughs> you know, never would have made it. Never would have made it. We made it. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and of course, we are the new kids. You can find us on social media at the new kids LLC. That is Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our website is the new kids Detroit.com. And of course, and of YouTube. course. Find YouTube. Find us on YouTube Find at the New Kids University. University. Go rate us on Go Apple Podcasts because Podcast. you love us and we're love awesome. Us. And why wouldn't you rate us? Rate us. Um, am I missing anything, Shariah? No, I think you got no, it all. Especially the YouTube That's channel. We just channel. dropped another video oh, earlier this week. Yes. But yes. Go check it out. Go check that out. Go check that out. All right. Well, then I guess that's the new kids out. Bye, guys. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.